Welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today I'm joined by Jackie. Jackie's an acupuncturist and is also going through her menopause journey. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Annie. How are you doing today? I'm very well. And you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Jackie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I'm an acupuncturist by trade. I've been in the health and wellness and fitness arena for over 30 years, originally doing personal training. And my original training was with a sports science degree, etc. I then had a car accident that introduced me to um, acupuncture, which then then when I uh, I had fertility issues, my acupuncture kind of became a bit more honed in with fertility, pregnancy, etc. And then as I've kind of gone, gone through my hormonal journey, which includes endometriosis and my uh, surprise at the menopause, I've then kind of focused really in on menopause and a bit of menopause coaching and the acupuncture. And then I've partnered with a test-based nutrition company to bring everything together to try and, well, mainly it was to help me, if I'm brutally honest. I, my fact-finding was all about me. And once I've kind of honed that in and nailed it, I'm like, right, okay, I need to share this. I need to help women understand and hopefully prevent some of them going through what I went through because there were some dark times when I was going through it and not really understanding. So that's kind of a brief overview of what, where I've been and what I've been up to. That sounds fascinating. Do you want to take us on that journey yeah. when you, you, know, you first started? Because I think you know, there will be lots of women out there going, that's me. Yes, that's me. That's interesting. So when you get diagnosed with endometriosis, you get the whole baggage of um, I, you're not going to be able to get pregnant, etc. Now, luckily for me, I had one leg in the uh, acupuncture world, so I knew how to treat that. I understood that it was a Western condition, not an Eastern condition, because they don't, didn't used to have it before the Western diet went there. Um, you only really get diagnosed properly if you have a, have a laparoscopy. However, from all my symptoms, I knew. Um, and it's very painful and very heavy bleeding. I did manage to have two children, which was wonderful. Then after my son, I think I was uh, in mid-30s, periods were never that great. And then when I got to 44, 45, I mean, it was at the point where, I'm sorry if anyone is uh, eating at this point, where I'd stand up and there would like be blood all over the stool or, the, or where I've sat. Ooh, yeah. It was really heavy, really yeah. painful and got to the point where I, I I thought I'd tried everything. In hindsight, I hadn't, but I'd done my best with acupuncture and the diet and nutrition as best as I knew. And probably actually, if you look at the research and science, the best most people knew at that point. And then... Um, I went to see a gynecologist who said, I would be really into investigate this. So he said, well, it was funny because he said, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a laparoscopy. And if there's anything in there that needs removing, I'll remove it. Are you happy with that? And I was at the point where I went, take it all, take everything. I don't want anything. And he went, no, no, I probably only need to take an ovary or two. Take them. And then he said something interesting because I, I actually didn't know this. He went, I don't want to take both of them, if I don't have to, because actually your ovaries continue to release a bit of estrogen. He said, so if you keep, can keep them, it might be quite good. To which I was like, fine, whatever. So <laughs> he did the operation. And then whilst he was in there, he did find that I had, a, my one of my ovaries was completely encased in endometriosis. 
and my uh, it was attached to my bowel and it was a little bit of a mess in there. So we did have to remove one ovary and everything else. I should explain what endometriosis is. Endometriosis is where the endometrial lining decides to deposit itself in other places around the body. So when you come on your period and everything is starting to get inflamed, that hurts as well. So you get this inflammation of this uh, tissue in different areas. And it can be incredibly painful and it can be incredibly painful doing a bowel movement, etc. So it, it's not a pleasant condition to have. And I don't think people really understand the pain and uh, the debilitation of it. So when he found that, he said, right, I, I had to take it out. But unfortunately for me, what happened was literally three months after that, the other one just went, yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing all the work here. I've had enough. Oh. From yes, but I had no advice. I had no one saying, even saying like they would these days. You need HRT. I had nothing. I was literally sent off. This that one stopped, and I was a bit oh, well, this feels a bit awful. So I went off on my own little journey, and I found myself a female health nutritionist. And we did go through loads of tests. What she did find is we did an omega-6-3 test and an omega-3 test. We found that the inflammation in my body was really high. So she put yeah. me on an omega-3 capsule. The reason I mention that is because I'm going to come to that later because actually that wasn't good enough. I should have had a retest. Anyway, inflammation is it causes endometriosis. Also, you are born with the inflammation your mother had. So um, unfortunately for my daughter, I was I was in a state of inflammation when I was pregnant and I've passed endometriosis. Endometriosis isn't genetics, but inflammation is passed down. So she's born with, oh. yeah, she's born with my inflammatory levels. Wow. Luckily, and you can't change that when you're born? You can change it. You no, can you change can't. it by realizing it. You can change it by diet. You can by change it by making sure you've got the right omega-3 level so your omega-6 isn't too high. You can change it. With all sorts of nutrition, you can get your body back. Right. I didn't know that when she was little. Uh, and yeah. I, I've always tried to be as healthy as possible. And now we've tried to. I mean, everything I do now has helped her so much. And she's now pregnant, actually. Oh. So she was actually petrified she wouldn't be able to get pregnant because she'd got endometriosis and everything. So, yes, and, and unfortunately for me, also my inflammation, my mum gave it to me. She'd had operations, so her body was inflamed. Mine was, I got, I got quite a lot of acne as a child and my periods were bad. Interestingly, I had a son, so he got acne. Beth got acne and endometriosis, which she thanks me for daily. She, <laughs> she's all clear now, which is great. Well, it's always the mother's fault, isn't it? Always our fault. Always. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it was a really interesting journey, this nutritionist. So I kind of honed all my nutrition and I'm like, right, I've got that. But honestly, I still felt awful. And it, it kind of carried on. And I, I, I was very stressed. I was, I was in a marriage that wasn't very happy. So I was stressed with that work I was working a lot I was still trying to do what I was doing before without realizing the impact of how intense these hormones were um I remember I mean I'm not an anxious person in any way shape or form and I treated people with anxiety but now I understand whereas before I empathized now I'm like I get this because I could I didn't want to get out of bed I mm. honestly would sit there going I can't get up it's only because, um, I think it's one, because my mother was in a car, a motorbike accident when she was younger and she got a paralyzed arm. Now, when you grow up with somebody who's overcome that, you kind of think, 
yeah, you have a good word with yourself if you're feeling a bit sorry for yourself because you're like, she's got a paralyzed arm. She's raised two children. She changed her career. You've always got this thing where you're like, okay, come on. Things aren't that bad. So you rally yourself. And I remember giving myself a talking to in the morning and going, just come on, you can do this, get up. But the anxiety, the thought of seeing people, of treating people that, I don't know, it's facing people. It was very, very overwhelming. And I remember sitting with my daughter and saying, I'm going to retire. I just, I felt old. I'm like, I'm just going to be an old woman. This is okay. I can, I can settle into this. This is the, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how the road is supposed to go. I'm okay with that. Chinese medicine, Eastern wisdom. Maybe I'm meant to be that wise old woman. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you know what it was at the stage? No, no. Not so you really. just, yeah. I mean, I think this was all happening along the time. I think I blurred it a little bit. I think this was happening along the time where I was getting the um, operation. So I think I was going through the perimenopause when I kind of went to the operation stage. And then a little bit afterwards, I was still trying to understand. And then I did the nutritionist and everything and acupuncture. And yeah, so I didn't know I didn't. I really didn't get Mm. what it was. I just felt off and balanced and not like me. When I think about me now, and how much energy I've got and how much vitality I've got and how much I feel I can give the world, I look back and think, wow, you were going to opt out. I mean, I would have opted out if I hadn't ironically turned a corner and found, uh, I had another test for Amiga. That was my final um, nugget. So I'd I'd got some yoga in. I'd I'd, I'd put things in. Hmm. Um, I mean, the hot flushes, 20 to 30 a day. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. Actually, before I hit the nutrition bit, I did go to HRT. So here we go. So I got to the point where I went, I've done everything. I've done everything I can and I still don't feel okay. Now, this is what I say to people a lot now is it worries me that everyone's pushing to go straight to HRT. It worries me that this is the big thing. It's a big push by celebrities. It's the big this is your your only option because if you're going to have a bottle of wine a night and eat McDonald's and put sugar in your body and not rest or sleep and work crazy hours and, you, you know, a bit of HRT is not actually the answer. There's a whole lifestyle overhaul that needs to happen. Mm. Um, so I did that, but I still needed something. So I'm more than happy to put my hands up to people and go, do you know what? I tried everything, but actually I had to use HRT. So I did. I went down there. I went to a menopause specialist, which cost thousands because I could. It, oh, God, that was seven or eight years ago and I couldn't get any of that on the NHS. So um, she found out my levels. She said, you know, you do need some estrogen. You, you know, you as you've still got your womb, you do need progesterone. But you're, we also found my testosterone was on the floor. And she said, you do need testosterone, which unfortunately you have to pay for. Uh, Apparently you can get it on the NHS now, but I've still had to pay for mine now. But I've reduced mine right down because what I didn't realize was if you really up your strength training and you really focus in on your hormonal levels in general, your exercise and nutrition, you can increase your own testosterone levels. So, yeah, and I've had a patient, I did a post, I think, on my Instagram where I had a patient come back to me and go, they put me on testosterone, but actually a a year of doing this strength stuff and everything else, I've reduced it right down because I'm now producing my own quite well, which is lovely to hear and lovely to know. 
So I did go on the HRT and that made me feel a bit more human again. And then from that point onwards, I was just tweaking everything, thinking, okay, how can I tweak this? How can I make this happen? And then a friend of mine came to me with this test, this company that does test and retest, and it's a a balance oil, not an omega-3, because of many reasons involved in that. And she said to me, try it. And I did my usual practitioner thing and went, I've tried everything. Don't you think I've tried that? I know everything. I've been in this industry for millions of years. And (laughs) she's like, just try it. So me and Charlie, my son, we both took the test and we are, we were on a really high grade omega-3 that was um, 50 odd quid a month each. And we were out of balance. And like, oh. oh, and we, I, I didn't have enough omega-3 in my body for my cellular health, nor did he. I'm like, what? So this woman said, take the oil. So I took the oil. After four months, my son, well, after two months, my son's acne had disappeared. He had teenage spots because he's a teenager and he eats pizza and rubbish. But um, I didn't change. So after four months, we did this retest because allegedly after 120 days, your red blood cells renew themselves. So you get a whole new set with this new nutrition level. Redid my mind was actually a bit worse. So then everybody gets involved, the science people at the company, and everyone's like, why is she not any better? And it turns out I don't absorb omega-3 properly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I had to go on this lipase supplement, which the company doesn't sell. And then I had to have to take a lipase, yeah, a flaxseed oil, uh, as well as my balance oil. Roll on four months later, not only did I go and get my omega-3 levels of great everything, I lost this stone. Now, I've been carrying this stone my entire life. I always ate well. I always exercised well. Could never work this out. It used to drive me insane. And I just thought, well, that's just my body. That's me. I mean, I'm, I'm in no way skinny, by the way. I, I need to put that out there because I like my food too much. <laughs> I am not a skinny mini. I would say I'm of average size. But it was just this unusual weight that I held. And then, of course, I blamed the menopause. I was like, well, I'm obviously this because of the menopause. And no, it turns out that my body was just holding for some reason. And then once everything starts working and my body now absorbs nutrients properly, amazing. And then on top of that, because my cells, and this is another thing that I found by getting people into cellular health, is that if you absorb properly any medication, you can end up reducing it. So because my body uptakes the HRT I take, instead of being on five pumps, I can be on two to do exactly the same thing. I'm no scientist. Right. I mean, I've got a science degree, but I'm no, I haven't studied this to a research science level. This is anecdotal. But that's what I have found in my own self, that I can have much, much less for the same results because I believe my cells now absorb properly. And they're also absorbing all the supplements and food and, you know, avocados and walnuts and all the beautiful things I eat and drink. So I think that was my missing key was that, um, yeah, that final button. And from that point onwards, I've been tweaking everything. And I don't think you can ever really rest. I think you should always look at your body and go, okay, what can I do there? What can I do there? Um, one of the, f- the biggest regrets from, not regrets, one of the biggest things I look back at was my mental health. And I was recording something for the podcast, uh, not podcast, I don't do podcasts, I don't know where that came from. Um, my Instagram um, was about how I felt like I'd tapped out, like I wasn't really there for my kids. And, but, and then I went, before I posted it, I went to both of them and I said, 
was this true? Was I there? And they, oh, oh it's up, so upsetting. They both went, yeah, we, we talked to you, but you weren't really listening or you weren't really there. My, and my daughter said it was like you had no capacity to take on anything we were going through or dealing with or talking to you about because it was like there was no space in that brain of yours. She said, oh, you just simply forget, which, you know, I still do a bit of that now. But, you know, that's menopause. Yeah. So that, I found that really, really quite heartbreaking, the thought that probably for a year or so I wasn't there for my children in as I should have been. Um, and it, well, you were as much as you could be. I was as much as I could be. Yeah. And I didn't even realise yeah. I wasn't until looking yeah. back. Looking back, yeah. Because you don't realise that you're not as present because you're dealing with – I mean, these hot flushes – were debilitating and then you know when I've seen people laugh at the hot flushes thing and go oh I'm having a hot flush they're not funny I did not find that funny the rising heat in my body how uncomfortable you got top off top on top off just insane um, let's go there dry vaginas you know that isn't funny that actually yeah. is really uncomfortable and it isn't about the sex side of it. For me, it was about day-to-day -day side of it, how uncomfortable that was. And realizing that we need, you know, the moisture we need that estrogen provides. You know, everything these beautiful hormones do. And then you've got the uh, cortisol and adrenaline, which is, if that's super high, is knocking out all the sex hormones. And then you've got your insulin going crazy. I just didn't realize the interplay of all these, uh, these hormones and I didn't realize the power I had. Um, I've got a really good friend who talks about the power of the mind and how we can just be at peace and meditate and we can then control that way. It doesn't always have to be external. You don't have to be looking for outside healing. So this little journey of mine is still continuing because I'm kind of going through life thinking, oh, I wonder how that helps. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that does. So it's been a fascinating little journey for me, this uh, menopause journey. And I really hope... I mean, I think I had the worst of every single blooming symptom there is menopause. I look and I look at the tick box and go, yep, 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 yep. I'm like, why the hell does I have to have all of them? But maybe it's so I can help people. I don't know. Yeah, that's a fascinating story. And and did did the symptoms, so you, you kept working and doing your own work and yes. that didn't totally work. But when you took HRT and the balance with everything else. Did that clear up most of the symptoms? Yes. With that, I pretty much nailed it, but I knew I didn't want to be on a high-level HRT. I knew that that I didn't feel right, and I was like, I don't want to be on that. I, I wanted to bring that down a bit. I mean, everyone assumes as an acupuncturist you wouldn't touch Western medicine for some reason. I mean, I think you could have a beautiful synchronicity if you do it right. And, I, you know, if I'm run over, I certainly don't want someone running at me with needles. I'd like an ambulance. You know, there is there is a beautiful synchronicity to this. And I think there's a place for everything. But I just didn't want, I mean, I, I'd rather not be on any medication. Um, I don't know whether I actually could come off it totally. Uh, I, I will openly admit there's a bit of fear in me because I feel like if I lower it any more, Am I going to get those symptoms back? I mean, I haven't so far with my management of it. I also, I must do a caveat, I'm not recommending anyone navigates their own medical uh, prescriptions if they don't feel confident or if they haven't got any type of health practitioner helping them because I don't want to do that to people. That's not fair. I, as a health practitioner and someone who dig deep dives into stuff, felt confident I could mess around with mine. Um, I don't, I'm not recommending that, but I'm saying if you've got help, do. 
But yes, it absolutely, I felt like me again. Oh my goodness, I felt like me. I felt like I could do things. I felt like I could get up in the morning. I mean, I, I can work ridiculous hours. And I can get up at five in the morning and do a full day. You know, I'm pretty much asleep by nine, half nine. But that's how I like my day. I yeah. go to bed early because I like the day. Um, I had I, I exercise. Do I want to exercise? No, not all the time. I like how I feel afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it's really a shame you like, can't buy that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of have to force myself. I ha- I do have a PT because I need to force myself. I go to classes because if I don't, I'll make every excuse because I'm a classic people pleaser. I will always put people in front of me. But if I say I'm going to meet someone, oh, I won't let them down. But if I say I'm going to go to somewhere on, like on my own, oh, yeah, I'll easily let myself down and I'll go, oh, no, don't worry about that. So I kind of nodding along with you there. We're all the same, aren't you? We put everyone else ahead of ourselves. It's a a woman's condition, I think, isn't it? It is. I mean, we're almost socialized into it. I think there's there's a generational socialization of putting everyone in front of us. But I I know we also don't like to let people down. So my my main tactic is I will meet you at the gym, Nikki. I will go for a walk with you, Alison. I will do this. Do you know what I mean? I will put someone in who I would hate to let down. And then, I, and then I won't let them down. But if yeah. I said, right, I'm going to set the alarm for five in the morning and I'm going to go for a walk, you can guarantee five will come and I'll snooze till six. But I like that, putting someone, meeting someone at the gym that, so you get the socialisation and the yeah. exercise and you can't back out of it. I love that. And I believe, I truly believe our community is more powerful than anything. I think our yeah. community and support is one of the things that is missing when people talk about menopause. I think that is what keeps us going, keeps us laughing. I mean, you've got to laugh about this because it's all a bit insane. Yeah. Well, you if know. you didn't, you'd cry, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes. And talking yeah. to each other. I think we have to be careful about too much uh, misleading advice. You know, I did do something about there is a quote in Davina's book, which I was really unhappy with, where she said some women um, find acupuncture helps, but this is due to the high placebo effect. Uh, Upset me a lot because I Mm. was like, that's not based in research. That's not based in fact. It's not based in anything other than an opinion. Have a conversation with an acupuncturist. Do anything, but don't just put a flippant comment in that could possibly, you know, maybe a woman reading that could have got a lot of help out of seeing an acupuncturist, a reflexologist, a herbalist, a Reiki healer. You know, these things all have a place. And what what is the placebo? You know, the mind is the most powerful thing in the world. So what if the mind actually does the healing? So placebo is actually the healing. Interesting. I mean, it's we don't really know what our brains are doing, but to actually dismiss something like that, I think yeah. it's unfair and misleading and very, very unprofessional. And she's not a health professional. She's a celebrity. So I don't know. I, I have issues with that and how things, how misleading things can be and making sure people do get the right information if possible. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I set up the podcast, really, was just to listen to normal women talking about their experience, and hopefully other women will listen and pick up little snippets and try. I mean, you've, I'm exhausted listening to all the things you did because they, <laughs> there were so many, but it's, you know, you, you have to do that, I think, don't you, to find yeah. the solution. And we're responsible for our own health. Yeah. And we need to take responsibility for that. And once we do, I think then we feel empowered. Yes. And then we start to feel better. And we find ourselves again. 
And I loved what you said, you know, you wanted to give up because I think at certain stages when I think at the beginning when your hormones are starting to change and you're not used to that feeling, you do want to give up. You think, ah, I just give up. I can't do, you know, I just don't want to go out into the world anymore. But then you find the, the, the energy, you find yourself because it all passes as everything does and you find a way through it and you find the things that work for you and you come out the other end of it. Yeah, feeling renewed and transformed and there's a whole new world waiting out there, you know, the next stage of your life. And it's really exciting. It's incredible. I mean, the Chinese uh, or Chinese medicine, it could be East Asian medicine. They call it the second spring of life. Mm. I much prefer that analogy, the second spring of life. And I sometimes compare it to being pregnant. You know, when you think uh, with small children, oh, the pregnancy is never going to end. But it does. Small children not sleeping or not eating properly is never going to end. But it does. If I'd realized that actually the worst part of the menopause is kind of a year of the the, the year ending of the perimenopause, that first year where, where your period is stopped. And then the year the years after that, it starts actually getting better. Yeah. If I'd realized that, I think that would have helped my brain a little or helped me go, oh, okay, so there is an actual ending to this. If this is forever. It's like, oh, I'm going to be like this forever. And yeah. I think that's how it's been uh, done on TV programs. I think it's how it's been done by the media. And actually, no, it's not like that. I actually feel the best I've felt in my life now, and I don't have periods. I yeah. mean, win-win. Exactly, likewise. Yeah, likewise. Don't have to and go I- contraception. Win-win. No, no, everything is win-win, and you feel so much better. Yeah, no, it's, and I, I didn't that's really... the message I think that everyone needs to take on board. If you're at the beginning, is it passes? Yes, yeah, it passes. And there's so if you can really kind of, I mean, it does take a while to look into it, but if you can, you know, take control of your health, take responsibility, take it back, yeah. so you don't feel beholden to somebody else coming and curing you, but you reach out for people to help you. Yeah, yeah, and you're in control. Yes. And and in terms of acupuncture, would you tell us a a bit about how acupuncture works and what work you do with women who are going through menopause with acupuncture? So with acupuncture, basically we're always trying to rebalance the body. And you've got the different meridians of the body and you use the acupuncture points around the body to basically stimulate the movement and healing within the body. Sometimes it can be like a central heating system. So one radiator needs bleeding for the system to start working again. So each meridian relates to an organ. So you might have to say the spleen energy is low. You might have to tweak the spleen energy. It's not the actual organ. It's the meridian that runs through the body. So you're tweaking the different meridians that are affected by what's happening in the body. And with the menopause, your what we call kidney yin energy is depleting. So you're trying to stimulate the kidney energy. You're trying to talk to whoever's with you and say, okay, this is actually quite normal. So you need to rest a little bit more. So there's lots of lifestyle advice. And then you're using a herb called moxa. Well, it's called, it's mugwort, but it's the art of moxibustion. And this is a very warming herb for each acupuncture point and for the meridians. So each treatment, you're kind of strengthening the constitutional health of the woman, rebalancing and seeing what actually is causing that imbalance in the body, causing dis-ease. Because people think of disease, actually the body is of dis-ease. So we're trying to cause ease and get everything working. And this could be, I mean, you could be unpicking years 
years of, I don't use the word abuse, but it is of abuse to the body. Mm. So if people enter the menopause already very depleted, then they are in trouble. If you can get even just 10 years ahead, personally, if you can get good health, hormonal health in a woman from the minute she starts her periods, not just put them on the pill, work out why their periods are heavy or why they're, what they've got problems and then help them all through, then they're going to hit their menopause better. But I do think if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail in your menopause because Mm. depletion is a menopausal state. So if you're very depleted, you're going to be even more depleted when you get to it because of the hormones dipping. And then we're trying to, so basically with the acupuncture, you're trying to raise the hormones a little bit. You're trying to, it's just trying to get everything back in balance and get that woman to the, the state, the best health she can be. Because it's not about uh, a particular standard raise. Like someone comes to me, nobody gets the same treatment. Everybody is treated individually for their life path and for what's presenting me as they come into my room. Yeah. And and, and would... Um... Would someone require lots of you know, different sessions or I, I know everyone's different? It all depends. It- if I'm doing the online stuff, which obviously I can't do the acupuncture, I will coach them online and I will talk to them online and I'll, I'll, I'll do all the lifestyle stuff and I'll suggest they go to an acupuncturist locally to them. If oh. they're coming to me for acupuncture, they have a two-hour initial consultation. I try to have an appointment with them a week or two weeks after and then – it all depends on their symptoms. It all depends on what's going on with them. Some people need weekly for a month or so. Some people need two weekly. The aim is to give them as little treatment as possible because all the acupuncturists really should be doing is tweaking eventually, preventing yeah. a problem. So you're literally just going in tweaking it. But when you're trying to recover someone back into health, that's a bit harder. Um, preventative health is better. So that's what yeah. we're trying to do. But it's really difficult to say until you see who's in front of you and what's going on. Some people want you to see them twice a week for a while. Um, yeah, it all depends. It's really difficult to quantify that because I don't know what they're presenting until they're in front of me. Yeah, and you have that exploratory talk at the beginning to work out yes. what you need to do. Yeah. Yes. And, and and if people wanted to get in touch with you, how would they how would they get in touch with you? Well, I've got, um, you can get to me through two uh, websites. I've got My Healthy Habits, I think it's .com, and I've got Fair Weather Wellbeing. They're my two um, websites. And my daughter's also on Fair Weather Wellbeing because she's also an acupuncturist. Oh, I love she's, that. Yeah, she's now taken over, bless her. She's taken over the, I did fertility, pregnancy, et cetera, for ages because of my endometriosis and hormonal issues. So she's now come up and taken over the majority of that part of the clinic. And I've moved more into perimenopause, menopause, mainly because that's my experience now. And I really am very passionate about trying to help people through women through this next stage. Well, <laughs> Jackie, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. And I just, I think you'll have given the listeners a huge amount of information there to be able to explore, develop, just investigate for themselves to find out, you know, what works for them. And yeah, you, you're an inspiration, really. Oh, thank you. I do hope it helps someone because it's nice, isn't it? If you can just pass a bit of knowledge on and it makes just a little bit of difference in their lives. Exactly. And I think you've passed a lot of knowledge on. And, and thank you for that. No, you're very welcome. Oh, thanks thank for you joining for, us, Jackie. Thank you for having me on. Oh, pleasure. Bye. <laughs> I found that fascinating talking to Jackie and I hope you did too. 
There were so many brilliant ideas there, and I hope that some of you have picked up a few little nuggets of information that will help you on your journey. If you'd like to be on the podcast, please email me on annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk. Music